Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Three Ravens. We got what we wanted after 500 and some odd days. Game of Thrones is back, and we are here to talk about it today. I'm joined by my co-host, Brooke Lancaster, Josh Kramer. How are you two? Excited. Yeah, I'm feeling great. Uh, So you guys got the payoff you wanted, which was just the show being back. Is that right? Yeah, I mean... Yesterday was an awesome day. First, we got to watch Tiger, Tiger win the Woods. Masters. Give him a quick shout-out real quick. But, yeah, and then just waiting for the episode to air. I so. felt like it was my birthday all day. Right. And, like, everyone was texting me because everyone knows it's, like, really important to me. So I felt like everyone was like... <laughs> and I was like, not today, guys. I can't talk. Like, I need to be in the game. Yeah, me and my roommate Tanner were just, <laughs> like, counting down the hours. Like, oh, we got an hour and a half left till the show starts. We get all giddy and stuff. But well, yeah. One of the coolest things, too, is that if you watched, you know, the half hour leading up to it, you got to see Littlefinger get his throat cut again, which is pretty awesome. So if you're not a Littlefinger fan, got to uh, get caught up on that. So we are joined today with a special guest host. John Morgan is in studio. Hi, how are you? I'm well, th- except if anybody else is listening who's going to be a guest, when you show up, everybody here has tablets and like handwritten <laughs> like not tablets like hand to paper notes that they've written things on and they're all prepared this is I'm like in high school again I didn't show up with stuff I'm supposed I'm, there's to there's a lot of stuff we got to go over I mean man it's in their contract they have to <laughs> <laughs> so John Morgan if you haven't heard I have another podcast it's called the lanyard where I interview people who create cool companies or cool communities we had John Morgan on as our guest this week and we talked about day trading, we talked about Bitcoin, we talked about ransomware. That episode just came out on Monday, so look for The Lanyard on any podcast player and you can hear John and about what he does for a living. How was the, how was trading today? Trading was uh, it was a little... I did, I did Forex today. It was kind of slow. Did Mondays you make are, money? Uh, no, I lost money. Oh! Today. Yeah. <laughs> that happens, though. you got to get used to it. Speaking of losing money, I think that if we were betting on our Game of Thrones characters... Brooke's favorite character, Danny, would be losing a little bit of stock value after this first episode, but we're going to get into that. She's vulnerable. Leave her alone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what we're going to do here today, guys, I had kind of made a list. I kept some notes while I was watching the show, and uh, I just want to go through this a little bit chronologically. If you find anything you want to spend a little bit more time on, let's do that. But First of all, the opening sequence to Game of Thrones got a big graphics upgrade. Mm-hmm. and That was really cool. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. So describe that. Well, what a lot of people don't know is that it's actually kind of foreshadowing because it takes us to where we're going to be in the episode. So I thought I was really intrigued. It took us actually to the crypts. In, so even in the past seasons, yeah. we've been in the crypts before, and they actually showed us the crypts. So I thought that was super cool. Right. And it yeah, never they sh- opened up into the throne room either right that yeah. was that was different and they with uh and the dragons yeah. and you got different. to see the uh the blue tiles flipping over because the night king marches there was a big hole in the wall yeah the whole thing. Oh, that was <laughs> a big one. That was and then awesome. we got to see last hearth on there too which was uh which was a place we've never visited before yeah Mm-mm. um and that was pretty disturbing but <laughs> so beyond the opening sequence then we go to we see a kid climbing up a tree to get a better look and we see Arya looking on kind of as if like been there done that as the kid is looking at the uh, the parade of people coming into Winterfell any thoughts that were going through your heads there 
Well, first of all, it was a whole artistic like nostalgia that they wanted us to feel because they played the exact song that Robert Baratheon song, wrote into right. town, season one, episode one, with their whole arrival. And then they also like th- they wanted to make us feel that homecoming, mm-hmm. like that giant, you know, that grand. And, and I just felt like that, you know, that was kind of like they wanted to make you know really get us in the game. Like, right. I mean, it was just like a almost a perfect mirror of the first season episode yep. one and like he, even when Sansa says where's Arya and that's exactly what she says and she comes up with like the tin hat in season <laughs> right. one like that's yep. exactly like I mean everybody like just from like the crowd standing there waiting for Danny and John to get there to uh, Sansa saying Winterfell is yours your grace like I mean it was just like almost a perfect mirror of the first episode so it was pretty cool one thing that looked a little weird to me though was that you know, when they when Robert came to Winterfell and when we've seen other scenes at Winterfell, it seems like, oh, there's maybe like 30 to 50 people that live there. And when you saw the army marching, you're thinking, how are you going to feed these people? Yeah. Where's the where's the fresh water source for all these people? And the food. Toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. A big mess. So then we see Arya looking out from the crowd, and she sees John. She's got this grin on her face. She's excited to see her her best brother um, slash cousin. And uh, <laughs> but then she sees the Hound, and he is still on her list. No, she took him nope. off. Yep. Oh, he was scratched she off. off she list. left him for He's dead. He's off the list. I. But it, it was a weird moment though, where in, in that scene with Gendry in the the blacksmith place or whatever, like. Like there, there still felt like there was no closure between the two. Like they still, I don't know. Arya just had that look. Like I'm still gonna kill you someday. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. a, I think they'll take us back to that. If you, if you see him turn around, I didn't see it the first time I watched it. But when my wife came back home from her flight and we watched it again, he he turned and you can see under his beard he does like a little smirk almost, looking at her mm-hmm. like uh like a smile of respect or something. Um, yeah, that was like one of those things actors do that uh, was really nice. Well, I feel like the Hound definitely like cares for Arya and mm-hmm. has a lot of respect for her, but I don't know if Arya reciprocates it, and it just makes me a little nervous. He's one of those redemption characters that that is like uh, Jamie Lannister, or one of those that has yeah. gone through a horrible experience and now he's becoming more important because he's going to do something major well like i felt like and this is like my overall impression and then we'll get back to where we were with the sequential but i felt like the entire episode was just laying the groundwork for the internal conflicts going on with every single character and just reminding us what their stories are because that's exactly what this whole every single character besides the jorah love story they didn't really touch on that but like every character it's like tells us exactly what their internal conflict the rest of the series is going to be for sure Uh, i felt like so then John runs into a young Bran, and he says, uh, look at you, you're a man. Almost. And Bran says, yeah. not quite. No, he says almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. Like, what does that mean? Like, well, he's half a man because <laughs> he's crippled, or does it mean that he's... He's still a virgin? He's, like, I don't maybe know. it's not the right word, um, <laughs> but maybe, he's, maybe it's because he's now the three-eyed raven. But it seemed to me that it was like, I'm not... I'm not because I got thrown out of window. Yeah, it was I'm, just awkward. Yeah, he just he awkward. is really. I mean, he's powerful, but he's really awkward. He has no social <laughs> skills anymore. None. I thought I thought last night was like his best episode in like two seasons. I mean, I just thought he was, was electric. Like every scene he was in, he <laughs> was just like <laughs> making people laugh and just. I mean, just these all these awkward moments and stuff. Just, this, just the great. deadpan, blank stare. Right, that, like, answers to things. The stink eye waiting for an old friend at the end. Yeah. Right, like Tyrion, <laughs> Sam, and friend. Jamie all got that just dead stare and yeah. just like 
so great. I love it. So He's going to say something creepy to Jamie at the opening of the next, oh, next episode. It's going to be really creepy. It's going to be great. I, Hello, you know, Jamie. About that, though, uh, and we'll get to that a little later, I, I assume, but I think that, that Bran's over it. I think that it's going to be more yeah, of an I awkward agree. thing for Jamie. For sure. Or like, he's, or John's will have some grudge about him it. Yeah. He's not Bran anymore. Yeah. I mean, right. Bran didn't even know that, that Jamie did that, right? He had been, the Three-Eyed Raven had blocked it out, but... Um, but I think Bran's going to be the one that vouches for Jamie. Like, there's yeah, so many exactly. other that are willing to kill him. Right. And I think that it's foreshadowing. Like, again, we'll get to this in a little <laughs> bit. But when he says, I'm waiting for an old friend. Yeah, like, yeah. That's not a friend, that was, but, that like, it's Jamie. kind of, like, it's kind of, but, you know, like, is he a friend, like, he's going to stick up from in the next episode? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. So, speaking of looks, how about uh, Leanna Mormont? She, she, she grew up a little she bit. She was standing in the that crowd, and her face, if it, it, if it could say words, <laughs> just her face, it was like... What is John doing? The King of the North bowing down to this white-haired woman in a white bear suit or whatever you with know. dragons. Yeah, she was not having it. I'm so, still waiting for the Liana and Jorah. I think we're moment. Get yeah, that early. Like, yeah, that's really so. like yeah. every other reunion, my heart could have wanted, right. but I just like they've never met. I just wanted that. So everybody's happy. Everybody's celebrating. Then Bran kind of breaks up the celebration, <laughs> and he says, "You know, we've got." We've got work to do. Yeah, there's and no time for this. <laughs> and that was kind of Danny's first indication of, like, what's wrong with it. How does he know about my dragon? Yeah. Because like, he's like, he has your dragon. Like, Right, same with John too, kind of. Like, I mean, obviously Sansa told John about her yeah, visions. Yeah, that's true. About but John. to, like, witness it firsthand is something different. So. I think I think Bran is actually, like, the plucky comic relief because he does these things <laughs> that sound creepy, but they're are kind of funny. Like, when he, when he told uh, uh, Littlefinger last season... Chaos is a ladder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he just has those one-liners. Yeah, jokes on little finger. <sighs> well, and I also think that like John is excited to like he's been waiting for somebody else to be as into this you know war against the dead. Like everybody else isn't quite as dedicated, and Bran is like, here it is, like it is here. Come back, like let's remember what's important. Right. So I think John likes that. Yeah, absolutely, because it's everybody's so focused on the the war of the living. And John's trying to bring everybody back to it. Doesn't matter. That's why we need the Khaleesi. That's why we need the dragons. And everybody else is like, yeah, but what happens after? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, you can see the frustration. You know, th- people who have seen the dead and fought the walkers, they get how bad it is and they realize the enormity of it and that everything else doesn't matter. But everybody else is like, meh. They don't, they don't get it yet. Right. They, 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 will. they haven't witnessed it yet. Yeah, so they don't get the enormity of, of how bad things are going to be. I agree, happen. yeah. So then we're we're back in the what do you call the hall in Winterfell where everybody meets and the great dining great hall, hall. yeah, yeah. The, is it the moot or which was showed on the introduction too yeah, yeah it was yeah so so they're in that room and basically Sansa's holding court and everybody is kind of airing their grievances it comes out that uh, we were here for the king of the north and that was led by one young Mormont girl who said that you know the reason we were here. We anointed you king, and you came back not a king. And uh, you know, John said, "Well, thank you. I needed your service. I appreciate your rousing <laughs> speech." Right. But uh, I've seen things. You don't know what's out there, and we need the Khaleesi. And I don't care about being your king. Well, I do care about the North, but I don't care about ruling on the Iron Throne. So, right. I think, bowed the knee. <laughs> I think he had a line where it was like, "I chose between." Being king or protecting the north, and I chose the north. Right, but, but I think like, I mean, first off, Lady Mormont, she still gets me. Like, she just, <laughs> she just commands the room, and I love it. But like, 
I think her little speech just shows that like all the lords in the north are kind of losing faith in John and his ability to like make the right decision and lead them which I mean makes me a little nervous because I mean the north is like such a tight group of people mm-hmm. and if they don't have a leader to rally on like what are they, they going to do when they find out about his lineage right exactly Eek. they're not going to take that well at all yeah what's and, a southerner doing up there right and uh and like lord glover screw that guy like just bounced with all of his men like after yeah after he made this big speech like lord house glover will stand with house stock as it has for a thousand years and then he's just gone like (laughs) ghosted budget cuts right (laughs) true well one one house that did stand with the starks was the uh umbers poor ned umber (laughs) ned umber he had a good young man too so uh, so how old a guy was he it would, would you guess? Nine or ten. Ten. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's... And uh, he's, he's got to come before Santa and say that he needs food and he needs horses and he needs things. And uh, it's just laughable, kind of like when Leanna Mormont was, was standing before the court last time. And uh, anyway, that's the ruler of the last hearth. Right. The, the, the Lord. Lord Umber, yeah. I, I thought he had a great scene there, too. I mean, Sansa's like, Lord Umber, he just pops his head out. And, and this little kid pops up. Yeah. And I can't, so I, and his parents, his dad died in battle, and then John decided to spare him, right? So no. John was like, you can keep your house and keep your family. So his, his dad was the great John Umber who, uh, John Rob, Umber. yeah, who Rob Stark executed in the early oh. seasons. Mm-hmm. And the, but then John allowed them to keep their lands and their right. family, yep, yeah. yep, yep. which was another one of the things that's the difference between John and Danny, right? And we we get into that a little later. Is that John has a heart? John looks at people and says, "You're redeemable. Look at me. I've gone through a lot of different things in my life." Whereas Danny is very much a, "You're not with me. You're not bending the knee. I'm going to get my dragon, and we are going to be done with you." Uh, so that that comes out to play a little later. We also run into not long after a little meeting between a former husband and wife, Tyrion mm-hmm. and Sansa. Tell well, then me let, about let's that. go back super super quickly back yeah. to the back to the dining hall when Sansa gets kind of gives us her first sass about mm. about Daenerys coming, and she's like, "How are we going to feed them?" Like, she's what very does practical. a dragon eat? I know, and I really wanted a better <laughs> one liner out of Danny. Like, I wanted her to be like people you know like yeah. kind of those like snippy but my girl Whatever just didn't deliver want. on that yeah which i mean that is a little bit intimidating yeah. but i really kind of wanted her to push back a little bit because you can tell sansa's like pushing her territorial like i've never is... liked sansa Me i didn't neither. like her i actually uh. skipped her chapters in in uh, uh, uh whatever the swords one was yeah and I, I just did not like her story and the actress is really good because she makes me not like her i feel like that's where i'm at in my more. life right now and well, i'm just kind of angry at her from she kind of had a cersei night, line when she said I like agree. what I does agree. a dragon eat it was yes. very dismissive like, right. so i actually wrote in my notes i said her mannerisms are kind of starting to reflect <laughs> as cersei which we have started to see remember how last week i talked about how she said i learned a great lot or a great lot from her like we're well and she also was the one who knew Cersei's motivations and intentions exactly. so she she thinks that which gets to our next scene where she's talking with Tyrion and she says you really think that you know Cersei sending her army north I thought you were the smartest person I knew she one of the smartest people on the planet he should know better you don't knows. know your own sister which really he should have and she I mean, has been very close intimately close with the three three of the most devious people in the entire series Cersei Littlefinger and Tyrion 
And she's picked up a lot of skills so from these two people. in that category. Well, he's, he's, he's devious <laughs> in a good way. She learned lessons from him for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she she's, spent a lot of time and, in King's Landing. And, and yeah. says she spent time with Ramsey, Landing. too. And yeah. Ramsey, for all of his far, faults, Ooh. like he, he was, mm-hmm. I mean, he yeah. knew what he was doing. So. That guy. Yeah. So she's picked up a few things. So let's talk a little bit more about her meeting with Tyrion. You know, he, he talked about, hey, uh, it was kind of weird that... When the king was murdered, uh, my wife <laughs> disappeared. That made things super easy Which for me. Which is why he got put on trial, because it looks really suspicious. Yeah. So I don't blame him. for. I'm good for him for calling her out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's nice to just get everything on the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I felt like that's what this whole first episode was, was just laying it all out. Like, all the reunions happened within, like, the first yeah. five minutes. It was everything that was good. That, it was everything that we needed to just get over it, get those yeah. big elephants out of the room. Oh, everything. elephants. Yeah, about <laughs> I was yeah, still touch on the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I just felt like that was kind of one of those things right now. It's just that it was something that we needed to put put there on the table and get over with it. Okay. So another meeting that happened is one that we have wanted for a long time, John and Arya. They finally got to, to – John's out hanging out by the tree, and Arya comes up behind him, and uh, at first they give each other a little bit of heck, and then they hug, and then they – give each other a little bit of heck again. <laughs> so cute. And then they show off their swords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That scene was kind of weird for me because, I mean, it was obviously like a cheer ju- tearjerker at first when, I mean... Did they you cry? I mean, no. Something <laughs> <laughs> might have been it's welling okay. up up there, but... Uh, no, I mean, it was a great scene because, like, I mean, they were best friends, brother and sister, yeah. and they finally reunited after how long. Well, they both felt like they were kind of alone in that Stark house. Exactly, right? and, yeah. You know, Sansa wanted to be the queen. She had... She wanted to be beautiful and pretty and, and have every th- womanly trait. and uh, want to marry Joffrey. And uh, then you had John, who was a bastard, and so they, they related to each other. But And I love how he like tries to joke talking smack about Sansa, because last <laughs> time he left Arya, yeah. Arya and Sansa had conflict in the first mm-hmm. season where they didn't like each other. So he's like totally trying to, like, well, where were you when I needed you? And she was trying to be all smart. And then she's like, well, she is smart. Right. And he's like, oh. Smartest person, smartest I, know. person I know. <laughs> and the, Which is the second reference to that. Uh, yeah, and, right. <laughs> And that that scene made me like super nervous too because like Arya made that weird comment like she's trying to defend her family and then John's like well I'm part of her family and they have that hug Never and she's like it. don't you forget that I'm like what the hell is, how they're gonna feel when they find out John's a Targaryen like, yeah and she uh, when she smiles now it's creepy like yes because <laughs> she's she has the affect of Bran's voice oh it is just this flat she's not she doesn't smile a lot but when she does. It's you, you like you're gonna die. That's what it feels yeah, like. She's she just is for sure. so freaky, scary when she grins now. Calculating, yeah. <laughs> like in that season when she's eating chicken legs with yeah. Ed Sheeran and the Lannister soldiers, and uh, they're like, "What are you doing?" Go inside. She's like, "I'm going to kill the queen." And there's like uh, five seconds of awkward silence, and then she's like, "Ha ha ha." <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I think it was announced that Ed Sheeran was his character was killed by by a dragon that came out today. Oh, really? So. Thank goodness, right? We don't have to put up with that again. Uh, yeah, we're in an uproar about him being on there. Yeah, that was awful. I felt it like was. this, like up until this point, like as I'm watching it, I'm paranoid because I'm, there's so much happiness. Yeah. Like I'm like, there's, yeah. we're only like five minutes in, but we've seen more smiles, more happy reunions, more like moments we've been waiting for. And I'm like something bad is going to happen within the next couple. Well, minutes. even like every happy moment was like, there's like a, just a little bit of like, this could turn south real right there's a little bit of sourness at the end or something that is just like something bad is going to happen with this and it's just all going to blow up but so we then leave winterfell we head down to king's landing and we see uh euron and the golden company kind of making their way um we see 
uh, I'm trying to remember what's Kyburn. his Kyburn is out there and he's he's like bad news and and she's like who cares right. and uh, Cersei does not care and here comes Euron on the Golden Company and Euron of course is coming to get his queen uh, he talks about what he wants to do with her and Yara is not too impressed Yara's tied up and and so he goes to see Cersei and then one of our our characters who is is all about uh, redeeming himself uh, comes to save Yara, and that would be our boy Theon, mm-hmm. who comes to save. And that's when we see our first deaths of season eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? We see a bunch of arrows through the heads of the Golden Company. Yeah, and that was the first part that made me think Theon's going to die this season real yeah. soon as well. Because oh, I'm yeah. like, so he he he, you know, he patched up his relationship with his sister. Oh, they got and to now, hug each other. Yeah, and, and now he's going. He wants to fight for the Starks because that's his also family, and she understands. And yeah. that is so sweet. Now they're going their separate ways. It's the last time they're going to see each other. Right. And yeah, now he's going to die fighting for the Starks. Like, he, yeah, if he had it. to put it <laughs> where he started, you wouldn't not get a good like wager or a reward on betting if Theon's going to. The guy's going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so we learned that uh, Euron killed off a few people on the Golden Company over dice games too. And uh he's just out of control. He's he's a maniac and there's something that Cersei despises about that and there's something that she loves about that and as they hold court in in her th- on her throne, I guess, where he's trying to come take his queen, the mountain is not having it because apparently he can intuitively know when it's Cersei's into it and when she's not <laughs> because at one point when she does call him back call him back to her bedroom the mountain didn't even turn the whole time but right. he knew exactly what was going on exactly so he's he's somehow programmed but uh so I I wrote a note that said <clears throat> this exactly Cersei and Euron will never be together and then immediately after I wrote scratch that <laughs> <laughs> well that's how quickly it turned. So moving forward to that next scene, right, about the baby, and then we can go back to the elephant point real quickly because <laughs> we got to address that. Yeah. But I think she's using him. Like, I think I think this yeah, is her plan. For what? Her, his fleet I didn't, to get laid. No. I didn't think she was pregnant until this episode. And then I, I was texting. Cr- yeah, but then I was texting Kramer. It was, I don't remember. I think it was last night. And I said something about, like, wouldn't that be something if she was faking her pregnancy with Jamie and actually got pregnant with him? But then I was thinking, what if she's actually pregnant with Jamie, but now she wants to legitimize this child yeah. and say that it's Euron's? And she oh, like she did end. with Robert. So she has somebody to. So she has she has an heir. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's bastard. Well, if you wanna if you wanna play, Cersei pregnancy games, <laughs> what if the way that she dies, is Jamie does kill her, but it's from a miscarriage of, or a stillborn or some situation complication from that baby being born. It would still fill a prophecy, I guess. So. Yep. Yeah, that could work. I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. The, the, the mountain, though. Uh, when you mentioned him, <laughs> he's the only undead thing on the screen that has that walks around and does stuff that has not been reanimated and has the blue eyes like uh, the Night's King does, and all the walkers. I'm interested if he goes up to the wall, if the Night's King can uh, like take control of him. Oh yeah, when he I don't gets know. up there, or well, if he gets killed, and that that would enact Clegane Bowl. Ooh, that'd be exciting. I mean, that it's going to happen at some point. We just don't know when. His complexion's really rough. Yeah, it's you know, getting you like to see too. a little bit of it. Um, I find myself like after watching this episode with Euron, like he was always kind of like kind of a joke of a character the last season or so. But like, I mean, kind he's, of a newfound respect for him. Starting to dig him, huh? He, I mean, he's literally like followed through on everything he said he was going to do. Like, I mean, 
He gave Cersei's justice an army, a fleet, and then I mean, major props for him begging Cersei. Like I would never would have thought that, that was like the coming. one thing that surprised me this episode. <laughs> right. I text Kramer that too. I'm like, nothing really surprised me except Euron and Cersei hooking up. But he also told Yara, she's like, you're fighting for the wrong team, and he's like, well, whatever. I'll just I'll just sail my ships the other direction, but first. I'm going to shag the queen. Right. Yeah. So he has done that. And he said, like, if she starts losing, like, I don't care. I'll go the other way. At least I got laid. Hey, <laughs> good on you guys so far for using this uh, PG-13 language. We, shag. We still have not gotten our <laughs> flagged for explicit language. So I've, I've had that's to not the words that he used. <laughs> but uh, shag is good. Shag's fine. <laughs> but, like, it's just it's just nice to see with him because, like, in the books, like, Euron is not a character to mess with. Like no. And no, they haven't not. really showed that up until. Well, he's also like a hideous character in the books too, right? And on here, there's yeah. you see people on these chats, these women who are like, "I really like him. Wow, he's hot or whatever." And yeah. the book, he's not at all, right? Right. Well, and in the show, they've only made a couple small references. One, which was in this this scene where he makes like a comment about him cutting out the tongues of the all mutes, the people, yes, like, everybody yes. on the ship. Where in the books, I mean, you can elaborate on that a little bit further, but where he cut out everybody's tongues on his ship, and that's why he can't talk to everybody. Anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So like the story is is that he like visited like the seas of Valeria and he like lost his mind and his men had to like strap him to the mast of the ship and uh, after they like left Valeria and stuff and they made it out alive he cut all the tongues out of his men who like watched him so nobody could like tell the tale or whatever right. which so. they made like his when he killed his brother Yara and Theon's dad and then just now like there's been small references but I thought that was an interesting quick catch on him yeah so. for sure but anyways the elephants. Mm, <laughs> That's another thing that I don't oh, think yeah. like um, book readers have a little bit more appreciation for yep. because there's a, I mean, maybe John, you want to touch on it, but the war elephants are a lot bigger thing. Than- yeah. So to recap real quickly, so so the Golden Company arrives, they're talking about how a few men were lost along the way because of maybe some dice games and uh, they're doing an inventory and then Cersei realizes that there are no elephants and basically she's like, I was told there'd be elephants and she was very disappointed and I think many of us are trying to figure out why? What's that all about? Why is she so? And, and, and I think that like is a call depth, to the book yeah. readers. That's yeah. like a reference for people <laughs> they, who they read the They had to touch on it, yeah. but yeah. But they didn't. They didn't have the budget. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't but know why they bring it up so much then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I think I don't know. Maybe just to like, because people who read the books would be wondering why didn't they do that? Like they, you, yeah, they they had to they touch made on excuse. it. I think. It's almost right. worse because it's like yeah. But then that Golden Company is a pretty. They're they're like a crack. They're like a. Elite fighting mercenary force. Right. Twenty thousand. They've never yeah. broke a contract. Like never broke a contract. They've stayed on the field and and died and like been wiped out and they just rebuild it. They've they've been they've been over to Westeros many times. Mm-hmm. They fought in the war of the Five Penny King. Sir Barristan Selmy killed the last commander. Yep. Um, yeah, they're 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 a pretty good organization. Um, Captain Strickland. I love uh, how you guys are just in awe of all these evil people. But yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, they're, they're. I mean, I don't know if they're evil. They're just. Uh, they're sellswords. They're, yeah, yeah, they're. I don't trust yeah. a sellsword. I learned one thing. Ooh, um, we'll talk about low. one of them a little later. <laughs> oh, I kind of yeah. like their portrayal of uh, Captain Strickland, Harry Strickland, even though like he's nothing like he is in the books. Like no. cause in the books, he's like old and balding, and it's just like a completely different character. But like the show's portrayal of him kind of reminded me a little bit of like Grey Worm in a sense. Mm. Oh yeah, just a cold calculus. Captain. We, we didn't really get much out of him, though. I think that's more to come. Right. So. That's what. Yeah. I think he was going to be a good character. I don't know if you can have many more characters with personality left <laughs> in this because they're all Especially getting the same jumbled. Scene as you're on. Yeah. Right. You're getting all of these people into one. Yeah. I Oof. agree. So yeah, I think that they just had to touch on the elephant thing just to keep 
yeah. Book readers that are watching the show. Yeah, I'd like to see some elephants. More <laughs> elephants. I was told they they're the elephants. They don't move very fast, <laughs> I'm sure. No, um, well, and I, they're not very good on boats, apparently, either. I can't imagine I, I, they would be. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I think we need to talk about before the break is we need to really touch on that awkwardness of the scene. We've alluded to it, but when when he says, I'm going to put a prince in that belly, and she gives a look. And what does that look mean? Does it mean that she's already pregnant? She was pregnant. She's going to be pregnant with Euron. What's happening with Cersei's baby? I think it means that one, she, I mean, obviously she, she was never pregnant. I think, I still think that she was never pregnant. And, I didn't until last night. And two, I mean, she believes the prophecy about her. Like she'll never have more than three kids. And I just think that was just a little snark from her. Like, yeah, you're never going to put a baby in this belly. That or she was missing Jamie. Like, it was kind uh, of like mm. a, she, she did get cut, but then the next scene cut and she wants to kill him. Right. But anyway, <laughs> she, you know, she, I think she, I thought she was kind of wanting, like, she kind of missing him. That's what kind of made her sad, especially after he brought up the um, the Kingslayer. But that's when I really, I was kind of thinking, like, golly, she might actually be pregnant and want to say this is your because she is a manipulator. She is not one to just impulsively sleep with someone. And she is known in the books and the show to be, like, an enchantress. Like, she is known to just like provoke men and like kind of just like rope them into her charm and then ease them into her paws and then just like pounce on them for whatever she wants like that is what Cersei does she has a plan she's smart she's she's intentional I mean yeah she did do that with Lancel when she slept with him and convinced him to help her murder Robert she likes her family a lot it's all to her own game (laughs) she's pretty close to them she knows that if she is pregnant this is not a legitimate child like it, it has no right to the throne especially since Jamie left her she right. has to go and move on to the next thing. Yep. So, I guess we'll see. But I, I could know. be wrong. I could be wrong. So, survey says she is pregnant or she's not. Show of hands, she is. <laughs> I think she is. So I, I don't think she as is. As of yesterday, I think I don't, she I don't, is. I, don't, I have no. I'm. It's yeah, a toss up. I think the battle of the babies is still coming. <laughs> so I think she is, and I think that there's going to be a complication with how this baby comes into the world. So I do like that theory the, that the she might be pregnant, but the baby kills her on its way out. Maybe but it's the prince that was promised. Is there enough time for her to be pregnant and deliver a baby? No. <laughs> no, there's definitely not nine months, right? Yeah. I would hope not. I hope not either. I don't think the walkers are going to... They're not going to give us Yeah, nine, nine months is not going to... Well, I don't know. They got to go through the neck. The reeds are there. The, the yeah. The oh yeah. gosh, don't want Holland Reed to wake up from his fishing, <laughs> from his nap. Gosh, <laughs> what's been going on, guys? Nothing. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back and talk more about Three Ravens and the first episode of Game of Thrones. We have many more things to get into. We haven't talked about Sam. We haven't talked about. Uh, John finding out his real parentage. So that's coming up right after the break. Okay, we are back, and before the break, we were just talking about King's Landing. One scene that we forgot to talk about in King's Landing was our man, Bronn, the sellsword, who was sitting, having himself a jolly good conversation with a couple ladies, three ladies, in fact, 
And uh, it was the first time nudity has made its way into season eight. And he was having a great time. And then here comes probably the worst person you'd want to see at that point, Kyburn. Kyburn's yeah, not. How did he show up just like, boom? He was in the throne room and then bam, he's all the way up there with Bron. So, speaking of bam, uh, Bron is having a good time and Kyburn walks in <laughs> and uh, he's like basically saying, bloody hell, what's this about? And Kyburn says, it's urgent. And describe what happens, guys. Well, uh, like. Uh, Part. Well, I'm talking about what Kyburn gives him as a mission. Oh. Well, like, I mean, obviously the mission was to, in case uh, Jamie and Tyrion don't make it out of Winterfell, that his job is to go kill the two of them. And the poetic justice part is that it is with the, the, the Joffrey's crossbow that yeah. Tyrion used to kill. crossbow. Yeah, it is. He's not going to do it. That I didn't see. Yeah. It, no way. No. And I kind of got excited during this episode because I touched on this last week where Bronn's internal conflict is his sellsword mixed with he wants to have loyalty, but he's paid and he's always He's not a knight. He's He's not not a knight, but but, he's made all these relationships over the years. But he has, and he is close with Jamie, and he's close with Tyrion. Like, he has developed friendships and relationships with them. So I don't think think he's going to do it. So he was he was kind of mad too because Cersei had promised him things in the past that didn't pan out. He was going to get his house, and uh, so Kyburn says, "Hey, there's a there's a bunch of gold sitting out there in a wagon for you. All you got to do is take this with you and off a couple brothers." And and uh, he's, I guess we're led to believe he's going to go do it. But uh, he's more of an optimist. I yeah. mean, uh, he and, and he's a he's a realist and he's an opportunist. Yes, and that's I think what I was he realizes say. that Cersei's hand is not as strong as she thinks it is. And it's a good opportunity for him to take the gold, leave town. He's not stupid enough to decline the you know the offer right there because that's a quick death. But he will take the money and he'll go, and then hopefully that will take him up there, which will lead him right into yeah. fighting along them. And mm-hmm. and Bronn. He's, I mean, he's a, he's an honest businessman who, who can like, you know, rationalize things. He can take that gold and, and rationalize it by saying, I'm just getting what I was due already. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, for you know? sure. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah that, be, that is a good point. He'll he say, can have you owe me this. Clear conscience as much as you can. I, I mean, he, he did have his castle and his lady and his lands and everything. And then it just, when Jamie came and visited him, t- they took it all away. So, yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that for sure. So. Then we head back up to Winterfell, and we get to see a couple people who love to just... They make a living out of talking, and that is Varys, Davis, and Tyrion. And those three are deciding what's going to happen after we... Apparently, they just forgot about the battle against the dead. But uh, they're (laughs) basically looking out at John and Danny and saying, what a good couple. She has some tendencies we like, and he's got a lot more that we like, and we need to... We need to couple these two because that's what the North will tolerate. She need, And that she needs to earn her respect. Yeah, that's people in the North says. do not like people like her, and, but they like him. Yeah, so basically he proposes a proposal and that they should get married, which I completely agree with. Oh yeah, I, I love who I love where his thought process is going. You're okay with the cousin cousin marriage? Yep, thing? It, yeah. it's Game of Thrones. It goes with. I mean, it. they're Targaryen. It's a Targaryen thing. Yeah, so. they've been so, doing it for yeah. thousands of years, and it makes sense. It's uh, Stark is a son of the North, and the Targaryens are as a child of the South. Ice and fire. It's a song of ice and fire. It makes total sense. I'm hanging out with total sickos here today. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so they're plotting though. It's it's what they do. They just walk around and they they start plotting out. 
what the Kings are going to do. And I guess you need a council. Right. But it's just kind of laughable in a way that, like... It's the three wise men. Yeah. <laughs> just walking and around in their robes. Jokes. And Yeah. Yeah. It's and like, unique uh, jokes and midget <laughs> jokes. And, 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 of course, I don't know. What do you think Danny would feel like if she knew they were talking about those things behind her back? I don't think she'd be so happy, but... No. Well, and you can tell... I mean, obviously, Davos is all about the match because he brought it up. But I think there was a little, like, resentment there from... Tyrion and Varys, like they weren't a hundred percent on board with it, and I don't know. I mean, it's just gonna be interesting to see what happens. We'll find out next episode when I think um, obviously John's gonna be the one to tell Danny in the crypts or something. Ew. Like I don't know if John has the guts to tell her. He I, has to process this first. We'll get yeah. to that in a second. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, so then speaking of John and Danny, we find out that the dragons are not eating. Uh, they're, they're barely eating, right? They 18 goats and 11 sheep. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? They're barely eating. <laughs> so I kind of had to watch that like twice. Like I didn't really get it at first. And yeah. then I was like, okay. <laughs> so then they decide to go out and check on them. And John has his moment with, which which dragon was that? Rhaegal. Rhaegal. So One he, named after his dad. Yeah, right. So he, he and Rhaegal are not friendly with each other first but they just keep looking at each other and then things start to loosen up and john decides with a little prodding to to mount a dragon and go for his first ride oh, oh so he said mount the dragon oh, oh wow <laughs> so <laughs> no pun intended so john becomes a dragon rider and it does not go well at first but towards the end we start seeing him make some moves and and the dragon and him start to work in He's in symphony it like joysticks so yeah so he definitely is a dragon rider. Yeah, he's a Targaryen. I have to say, I was a little bit... I mean, I've never been one to... like. I love this show. I've never been one to criticize, and I Cheesy. know that they had to go... I know that they had to get that part out of the way because him being a dragon rider is going to be a huge Essential, part. Yeah. Yes. However, I just... It was a very um, sentimental part to me that yeah. I really wanted because... Like in like the books and in like World of Ice and Fire, like it is a huge, huge deal to be a dragon rider, and that's a bond that is that. So John technically can only be the only dr- yeah. rider to ever ride Rago, yeah. oh, right. and like that's a huge like emotional yep. bond, and it's not like it doesn't usually like happen like that where mm. they just like hop on and go. But I know they had to get that out of the. Um, yeah. I'll give that because the them. stuff that you read about the dragons in Valyria was like yeah. they had to like enslave them and beat them to get them to. To like gain ownership, or when, these were yeah. natural. Or when they'd put the egg in the baby's cradle, and if it would hatch, they were going to be yep. a dragon rider. Mm-hmm. Like there was just so much more built into it. Right. And then you know, and you have to have Targaryen blood. You can be a bastard to be a dragon rider. And Daenerys didn't. I mean, she should have known that. Like, didn't anything flag in her head? Like, she should know that. She, she kept knows it her pretty family. casual. She's like. Let's see what happens. She's like, oh my gosh, he's great with kids. Have you seen that meme? <laughs> but, you know, like, I just really expected more like that. But that's to come. All right, I'm going to... Yeah, She's taken I, with his gentleman demeanor yeah. and his nice flowing black curls. I mean, yeah, I, ha- I had beef with it, too. Because, like, like you said, like, it's a big thing for a dragon and a rider to, yeah. like, form that bond. Like you said, the Targaryens almost do it from birth when they lay the eggs in. And it's just... Like John, you need to earn it. You need to earn it to be a oh, you dragon rider. I, I mean, but you do. But people yeah. know this about dragons and Targaryens in the Seven Kingdoms. I want to know if they're going to make a deal out of it. If John 
comes to Winterfell on a dragon. But those what other people, people they saw, they saw him flying it. Oh, that's right. They, he yeah. flew over he and flew they saw it. it. So right. it has to click in somebody's head or Varys, or you know, Varys was around with the Mad King. He was serving as Master of Whispers. I mean, somebody, it's going to spark somebody's holy buckets. He is a dragon rider. Like, right. that doesn't just occur for any common Joe. Well, and it would have been nice to see, like, John and Danny kind of acknowledge the fact after they land, like, holy sh- no, holy crap, that just happened. <laughs> uh, there it is. Self-sleep to yourself. Good job. Uh, but, like, I mean, they, he made a little joke, like, you ruined horses for me. But like, Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. cute. That, that's, like, it's a big deal. Like, it, he shouldn't have just been able to do it so casually. Like, he should have, I don't know, he should have. Speaking of casually, I mean, those guys going off and hanging out by the waterfall and saying we could stay here a thousand years kind of reminded me of uh, uh, John's Egret. real love. Egret. Yeah. I didn't like Egret. her. Egret. Oh. You didn't I, like her? No. What? I just did, I don't know. I didn't really like her. I didn't like her in the book. I like either. redheads. So yeah. I, I thought she was pretty good. I'm on your side. But I, guess. <laughs> I didn't like her. I like Bond. But yeah, they were gonna hang in that they were gonna hang in that cave and she never wanted to leave, but uh, you know you know nothing, John Snow. Yeah. So do you think if Danny dies, she's gonna say we should have stayed at that waterfall <laughs> forever. Oh, jeez. Uh, I hope not. That's gonna be I'm so a hopeless cheap. romantic. I mean, they basi- so they basically said the same stuff to each other that Yeager and John said to each other in yeah, the cave. So absolutely. It was, so it both was times, fan the woman had to prod that idiot to go get naked in the waterfall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of, I was like, oh, Don't they're going to go in that Ugh. waterfall and have a quickie. That's what I was thinking the oh, whole they, time. It, they totally did. They That's did. It. They just didn't show it. Yeah. Okay. I, she I said, guess. come warm up your queen. But <laughs> how, how about <laughs> the dragons? Like, <laughs> The dragons watching them make out and stuff. Like the dragons have so many personal, so much personality to like start the season off, and I love it. But it kind of like scares me. The same part, like we're gonna like the dragons even more than we already do, and they're all they're just gonna they're die. Gonna I, die. I, I, li- yeah. I like the the like uh, fatherly like over the shoulder looks Dracarys was giving Jon Snow. Right, <laughs> those are pretty clever. Yeah, it's just like a dog at the end of the bed. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing you to my mom? The- <laughs> so then we go down to that scene where. Uh, the Hound and Arya meet up, um, and we get to see Gendry. And I guess I don't want to skip over any of that, but one thing I'm fascinated with, and I haven't found any info yet, is what is the weapon that she's having Gendry make? Is there anything specific to that? I have been looking that? at this all day. I've been uh, looking at it. Too. I got a yeah, screenshot and blown up on my <laughs> yeah. phone. So I read one thing. Like one person like said it was like a rocket launcher, and I don't know. Or I don't really think or something, that. Yeah. yeah. What it reminded me of is when she uh, when she fought the uh, what was the name the the faith not the faith the the, the chick yeah yeah, yeah that oh, chick I don't remember her name. yeah the waif. waif okay yeah. so when she fought her and she had those like long staff mm-hmm. sword things when she was yeah. blind in the street and she's like holding it with two hands you know mm-hmm. that's what it reminded me of yeah but that picture it had like an arrow going downward almost like it looked like it could be interchangeable like she's gonna do something with it Whoa. and all it said was dragon glass it looks like it's a, a spear. That can yes. like break into two, which she is seen holding it in one of the trailers, right? And I think it's it's kind of a little like homage to the books a little bit because like like Arya's like like favorite person growing up was Namira, who was yeah. like the princess queen, warrior queen of Rhaenor when they they were the the third migration that, that came over true. the Westeros, and they were and she named her direwolf after, and yeah, they they use spears and stuff. Yeah. So I think I it's, think you're right there. That yeah. could be. Yeah. Well, is it just kind of possibility that she could kill a ice dragon with this spear just well it, it, like watching that scene made me a little nervous because like i feel like she was making wanted the weapon for like the wrong intentions you know like maybe to use it on danny and her dragons if like something goes wrong or something like i don't I'm know everything what if it's not aria what if aria's 
actually Yakin Hagar. I'm over that theory. That's Arya. Like I said, there's just too many Arya possibilities that have <laughs> right. my head around. Everything she does just makes me nervous. Like, girl, don't screw this up. Like, I don't, don't smile either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it creeps John out. <laughs> I mean, she was smiling though when she was seeing but Gendry. She, yeah, she's smirking. So much I'd, sexual yeah, tension. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd oh, smirk yeah, at Gendry too. <laughs> seems like uh, <laughs> we're shipping that relationship. Huh? Uh, I totally yeah. Okay, so uh, anything we need to say about the Hound and Arya? Pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, it's we complicated. Might have more to say some other. Time, it's complicated. Yeah, like I said, I kind of. <laughs> They've always had that cold relationship, yeah. friendship, where even when he looked after, he's like, "Oh yeah, you're such a warrior, aren't you?" And it was just kind of that same language when he's like, "Yeah, you're you're just cold, aren't you?" That's how you've gotten by this long. Like it was the same language, which kind of made you feel like it was. It's hard to read, but it, it, so. if it wasn't for the hound, Arya probably <laughs> there's a lot of things that she had to do that she wouldn't have learned unless she was hanging out with that dude. Like oh, the cold, sure. hard realities of survival and what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like she picked up. I mean, I, I I think it's easy to forget that that she learned a lot of things, bad but necessary when she was with the Hound. Yeah, I mean they spent the whole season together. So yeah. like, I mean she's one of his ment or her mentors. So yeah, for good or bad. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, and we did get to see. Uh, did we get to see uh, uh, Brienne? Was she there? She w- Barely. Yeah. Her and Jorah, they didn't give yeah. much time with. Right. You only saw Brienne in the beginning when they were waiting for the queen to arrive in the courtyard or yeah. whatever, and then in the Great Hall, she was just sitting there, but we never got yeah, any. But her right. and the Hound got to see each other for a second there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good. Um, so I thought I could move a little quickly on this topic, which was Sansa versus John, and when she was talking about him being the king of the north basically the same thing we already have learned from everybody else which is that if you know i thought you were going to be the king of the north that's what the people want that's what we need which kind of leads us to the next conflict which is where sam and john meet up and john decides to spill the beans (laughs) about john's true parentage they're in the crypts john yeah like you said sam falls in the crypts i know i'm not supposed to be down here he had just met uh, of course, Danny and she had uh, offered him a position in her new kingdom. Um, you know, she wanted to upgrade him possibly to be like a maester. He was excited. Then he found out she burned his family alive, his dad and his brother. He was maybe OK with the dad. Right. The brother part heard. And yep. then he went and told John, uh, listen, Danny is not like you. You are a just person. You are good. Um, she's not. And also you have you are the king. And yeah. then John, John sticks up for Danny initially. He's mm-hmm. like, "Well, like I can't, you know, I can't I've, speak for I've that. killed people too, uh, and and he's like, "You've also spared people." This was a total violation of the bro before you know code. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can you say that word? Probably not. <laughs> it's fine. So so, uh, what are we thinking? It seems like John, like a lot of things, he's kind of back to that brooding thing where it's like, here is all this information. And you know what's right, but you're going to defer, and this is going to be an internal conflict. It's going to take a while, but is he going to go seize that throne? He doesn't want it. The people want him to have it, and he also knows Danny and her dragons aren't going to like it so much. Well, she's only got one dragon now. Yeah, that's right. Rhaegal's his. Mm-hmm. I don't see him really embracing this because it wouldn't benefit him in his current goal of you know, beating the White Walkers. Plus, but. it would be very, very different. It, the, the, John Snow has to be 
coerced into having sex with with these women. He has to be coerced into being a leader. He's he's the most like submissive. He's just <laughs> like women. the most meh. reluctant. Yeah, he's a he's an amazing fighter. He is an amazing leader. But like to get to those positions, uh, like people have to like drag him along and pull him to do it. It'd be weird if he were to all of a sudden say, "Well, no, hey, wait a minute, I'm the guy in charge." I'm the rightful heir. So if he doesn't if he doesn't deal with it, if he doesn't tell. Uh, Danny, who's going to tell her? Ferris? He will, for sure. See, there, there's going to come a point where there's, she's going to need proof. All we have is Bran's visions in quote. Mm-hmm. Well, Bran's visions in quote, and then Samuel Tarly read the scroll, the Maester scroll mm-hmm. about the um, annulment. the annulment between mm-hmm. Elia and Ray- and Rhaegar. So really, we don't have any proof about that ties Lyanna into this. So what are we going to have? So uh, how are we going to get that information? Howland Reed. I think Bran is going to be the Maybe. one. Maybe. Oh yeah, Howland Reed. You know? I think Bran's gonna be the one to tell her though. Like, like there's no way Danny would just ignore this weird dude who's saying all these things. I mean, she knows that he knows things in the future, in the past. That she'll talk with him, yeah. and he'll be able to t- say things she'll that he, proof, he, he knows that he wouldn't know, that nobody else would know but her. Right. I feel like Bran. she would need proof though. She's such a you know a strong. Unless he can uh, like uh, plant visions into her brain. Like, yeah, I like was thinking he, about that too. But that it's a, it's her. also entirely complicated that they're in very smitten by each other her and john like they are in love yeah. mm-hmm. the it's odds not- of her sitting on this throne now uh to me are like 0.1 percent yeah i mean yeah the whole the whole like situation starting from sam and danny to moving on to sam and john like it all kind of bugged me because like john should have been told this information <laughs> Not like immediately after Sam finds out Danny killed his entire family. Like, I just because I felt like when Sam was telling John this stuff, it came from like a kind of a mad, angry, dark place. And he was like the whole episode, especially with the sisters and Sam, like it's, they were kind of just setting like groundwork to like there's going to be some sort of division, some sort of fight over the yeah, succession of the throne. And that, I mean, that's that's huge in the history of the Targaryens has always been a fight about that and which speaking of which I, I think that they are going to go on that or people are going to start taking sides about which one yeah. because this whole fire and blood that was released right conveniently before season yep. 8 right. and that book wanted to teach us about the conflict of the succession uh, of the Targaryens exactly it's but anyways, ha- it happens going back, every other yes. generation like, yeah like this it's it's gonna inflict some sort of conflict but I, I do think John is going to be he's going to go through the stages of like loss and grieving he's like in denial and like anger and bargaining and depression then he's gonna accept it like well, maybe it maybe it comes from this point where it's like come warm up your queen and he's like ah not now and then she's, like, she's like talk to me what's the matter what's the matter come cuddle i'm sick of you ignoring me it's not you it's me i think but i think samuel tarley is going to have a lot bigger role to play because the thing, the thing with Samuel, he's he's just like Samwise Gamgee in Lord of the Rings. Like Samwise Gamgee, he, he Samwise is always with Frodo, but Samwise is is nobody important. He doesn't have to carry anything important. He's not a warrior. He's not smart. He's not wise. He's just a loyal companion. If it, but if it wasn't for him, Frodo could not have made it that last step to to you know get rid of the ring. He was his constant conscience, his constant companion, and that is what Samuel Tarly is to like pretty much everybody in the show. He's not. Anybody special? He's not in a house. He's just he's present. A yeah, yeah, he's just he's he's just the normal dude. It's like some people think Lord of the Rings is actually about Samwise Gamgee because he's just the normal dude who's a good friend. And George R. R. Martin, like 
like has so much inspiration yes. from Tolkien's writings and the Lord of the Rings and all that. So, like I, I mean, think Samuel Samuel Tarly's the same kind of name. And too. I love how mm-hmm. Bran is like. Oh, I'm not his brother. You tell him, mm. like, because Brothers of the Night Watch right. is closer You're more than a what the Three-Eyed Raven's relationship to John oh, right now. That's like, clever. that's how far disconnected Bran is. But yeah. he's like, he's not my brother. <laughs> so John's name is Aegon. Aegon, Aegon the Sixth. Yeah. Well, we knew that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there was another Aegon that that Rhaegar uh, sired too, yes. correct? Yeah, yeah with Elia Martell. Right. So he's got two Aegons. But the first Aegon yeah. in the show that we know got killed I'm, in the sack at King's Landing. W- well, did they ever acknowledge in the show that he they like he was an Aegon? Yeah, because in the oh, books, oh. in the books, he's supposedly still alive. Right. I thought but yeah, in the show they did. He did had, they? There was Aegon and um, I don't remember the girl's be, name. Technically, Aegon they, seventh, but yeah, yeah, that they beat their heads on the wall or whatever during the Sack right. of Kings Landing or whatever. Okay, so we're gonna talk about Tormund and Beric, a couple of my favorite guys. They make an appearance and they are creeping around. And we're not sure where they're at. We're thinking Last that they're time. up at... Yeah, and, well, we you jumped ahead of me there. Sorry. We don't, <laughs> I couldn't figure out where they were either. <laughs> when it opened up, we had no idea where they were. We thought maybe they were just coming off the wall. They're at Castle Black. Um, they're creeping around the corners, and all of a sudden, um, we find out where they're at because Lord Umber makes an appearance. And uh, Lord Umber is, is um, against the wall... With a spear through his gut, he's dead, and there is some sort of satanic symbol made out of arms of all the dead, and it's in a spiral. Some people think it looks like the Targaryen symbol, yes. Yes. but to me it looks more like the the Children of the Forest kind of symbol. I mean, it's, it's all, all the same in. symbol. I yeah. think it all plays in. But anyway, that's one of the freakiest uh, scenes potentially in the show ever. Because that, was, that did throw me back a little bit. When I Lord Umber, this 10-year-old, <laughs> yeah. comes alive, so to speak, uh, when he's raised and he's going after Beric and Tormund, um, wow. That's and there's, and, there, and, and there's all those dead bodies, or there's all that blood and no dead bodies, <laughs> right. which was like an absolute, like, ugh. It, it lasted for a while, too. Like, uh, you're yeah. still these walkers get lit up. Like on they fire, they're really. like done. This this little thing was... Uh, this little thing. So he's a <laughs> flaming sword uh, to... to Light yeah. the whole symbol up. That was really something. I really thought it looked like the Targaryen. This is the first time because we've seen this same symbol in season one, episode mm. one, when the guy that. Um, and again in season yeah, three and, and, and yep. season it's seven. Also- and I've never really made that connection, but t- last night when I saw it on the wall, I was like, that is the same. Like spiral as the, I guess I haven't counted how many there are. Dude, it's been seen probably like five, four or five times. It's throughout also the series. on the, uh, the 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 cave drawings. Uh, yes, it, it cave yep. drawings, but it's also on the uh, the house of the many, or not the house of the uh, house of the undying. Not the house of the undying. The uh, where Arya went. The um, mm. faceless men. The faceless men, where the god of dead, yeah, is, like the god of dead. It, there's many gods of dead, but they all represent the same sure. god. Right. That symbols along there with like all the other. Symbols of the religions. In well, the and there's like seven. There were seven of them, like which is kind of symbolic, like the seven. Yeah. Well, that was the the house of Undi- or not the house, of, but the many faces man. That's the whole thing. Like everybody yeah. thinks there's all these gods. There's one god. The many. Yeah. Many faced god. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't. I just we've seen that symbol so many times, and it's obviously has stems from the children of the forest, and but like. And the making of the night king. And the ma- but it's like what does it mean like there's got to be some bigger meaning but I we just, also mm. don't know exactly what they want i right. think i think what is their end game get, yeah I we don't know that, their yeah. end game i think the end game is that it's the prince that was promised that was promised to the night king and that there was a vow that was break it broken and there was a 
kid that belongs to the Night King. Yeah, I, I mean, because the, the Night's King isn't... And that's why a kid being hung up Mark, there was Martin kind of Martin said that the Night's but. King isn't the same as the Night King, the, the, that was at the 13th. The 13th Lord Commander Lord of, the, of, the, of the Night's Watch was the Night King, but he's... Like, this isn't the original Martin said that Night he's King. as far removed from everywhere as, as other Wh- Which we have characters. seen in one of the pictures in the Children of the Forest drawing with the that had much more of a beard. Like, yep. it's not the Night King that we know now. Yep. So there is some interchange of he's words like that are confused. The nickname is the Night's King, not mm. the Night King. Right. Yeah. But right now, he's like the Night King yeah. that we know. He's created the other... White Walkers is our thought, right? right. Yeah, all from there's got to be like uh, an episode where they're gonna do like a like a backstory of him. I mean, they need to like I, a brand's vision. Yeah, yeah. it's they, like they Sam just to. needs to give up Gilly's baby and game's over. I mean, they're that's like, really right? yeah. I've heard people talk oh, about yeah, that. Oh yeah, he's like he's just really mad because he didn't get the last baby. That would that would be crazy. Sam Sam stole a few books. He gets to that one chapter. He's like. Oh no! Well, <laughs> now what? This one, Gilly, you're gonna sense. have to give up the baby. Because, because George Martin, pretty much this entire story, all this stuff came to a head in the Seven Kingdoms because uh, uh, Littlefinger got put in the friend zone, and then this is how all this crap happened. He he started the lie that Rhaegar raped yeah uh, Lyanna, and then all of this was his fault. Blame it on the dead guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe dead. Yeah, Ben doesn't think he's dead. So, <laughs> so we're gonna talk finally about our man Bran, the Mr. Comedic <laughs> Relief. He's still sitting so outside, waiting still waiting outside. Friend. He's not cold though. And his <laughs> old friend sneaks into uh, Winterfell, and it's Jamie. And Jamie sees him, which is maybe the first time he's seen him in a bit. And his face goes a little yeah, white. Yeah, his uh, heart dropped. Into and his Bran stomach. is kind of deadpan. Almost, he doesn't really care. I think he almost cracked a smile there for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna do something weird, like, "Hello, Jamie." Just but a Bran, really. I really he's gonna say, "There's no time. Care. Get over here." Yeah, I think <laughs> I really don't think like he's We're gonna. T- it's time to redeem you. Thanks for pushing <laughs> me out the window. Say, Let's move like, on. Yeah. Like the the old Bran Stark yeah. would have cared. You that know, that old that Bran's dead. Yeah, he's yeah. all gone. Like, By the way, who is of... pushing Bran around now? He just yeah. shows up, mm. and nobody's around. No him. Like, he's, he's he's not Charles Xavier. He's how is he getting around? Tanner Ekron sent me a meme today about uh, how many uh, uh, wheelchair ramps are in has got, yeah. This, this guy brands everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So we've kind of gotten through the entire timeline of the show. I thought this thing was going to go a little longer, 54 minutes, but uh, apparently episode three is when we're going to get up to about 80 minutes. Next week's going to be about 56 minutes, something mm-hmm. like that. It went so quick. It, it yeah. did. Every scene, though, was necessary. It needed to happen for the most Although, part. Yeah. They timed all these scenes, right? You know which scene lasted the longest? What? Brown with the three chicks. Ah. That was the longest <laughs> single scene out of all of them. Well, we, we didn't mention about Kyburn being like, yeah, that one's going to have pox within a year. Yeah, that was yeah. hilarious. Brown, like, chokes on his wine. Like, which, which one? one? Which one? <laughs> just says nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Okay, so we have, we have about... Four minutes, and we're gonna go into <laughs> what we think is gonna happen next, and maybe still talk about that final payoff if there's gonna be a throne, and if so, who sits on it. And also, not that we have time to talk about all these things, but I think the only way to stop the Night King now, I figured it out, is you need to just dis- you need to destroy the weirwood trees. And uh, sorry, Bran, about your luck, you're gonna have to 
die, you're going to have to lose your powers, and you're going to have to uh, burn the weirwood trees. Okay, your thoughts? I do agree. I think there's some connection with the weirwood tree because they haven't really given us the significance except for the fact that there is some religious belief into it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think that. And then going forward, you know, they showed us Jamie. um, This next episode is going to be him kind of pledging and, like, his loyalty and saying what his intentions are. And then Danny stating, yeah, Viserys told me whatever when we were little. And so I I think that we're going to get – it's going to be who is going to stand up for Jamie that he's not going to get killed on the spot. Well, I think that whole scene of – Sam and Danny, like her realizing that she murdered, like Sam's family. I think that is going to give her like the I don't know what you would call it, but just what she needs to like forgive Jamie for killing her dad and all the stuff. A little more humanism put into it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Because we saw a lot of that out of her in this episode going forward. She's not weak. She's human. Yeah. My girl alone. She's going to be like, if if Sam can forgive <laughs> me for love. this, then I can forgive Jamie for this. I think and you're right on yeah. that. I think so, you're right on that. But. Oh, I'm, man. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Well, I was just going to talk about how if I don't see a dire wolf in the next couple of episodes, I'm going to freaking And And we didn't see Melisandre. Oh, no. She's like the one that we didn't she, yeah. She'll creep in the, one, the last few episodes. Yeah, she won't have many. She, the the ins- Weirwood thing is... is 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 interesting because there's out of all the faiths that we're aware of in the show at least only two of them have had like a direct effect like like um some type of supernatural effect uh the lord of light resurrecting beric dondarian resurrecting Jon snow the flaming sword that is a thing that exists that that it's, a, it's like a faith that shows something mm-hmm. and then the the weirwood or the, the old gods yeah uh, you know brand's ability to to go in between these these uh the, these trees that's that exists too the other the others are kind of like the faith of the seven is pretty much over seriously yeah mm, I mean, and hbo yeah. did a really great job at figuring out how to do a budget cut for the actors <laughs> one, Blow one them big, all up. big boom thanks but, Cersei. Uh, yeah i i i just wonder if there's going to be something about that I, I don't I don't know so I think the next episode episode two you know we know this battle happens episode three I think this is going to be like leading up to the battle this is going to be you know they laid the groundwork mm-hmm. you know remember season like six getting closer like, yeah like episode one when it was like right after John died and like we were like is he going to be brought back and then it's like they leave us on this awkward like red woman like moment at the end where it's just awkward setting the tone I think that's what this was like there's yeah. no surprises it wasn't really any new information it was just like getting getting us prepped and then this one is going to be like leading up. Yeah, so for sure. It, maybe it's in the the scenes already, but is uh, Barrick and those guys going to make it back to Winterfell? Yeah, yeah we saw Tormund. Yeah. 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 yeah, we saw them. Okay, yeah. cool. And I can't yeah. wait for Tormund and Brienne to have that interaction. <laughs> and all the trailers Some stuff was pro- like, <laughs> everything from the trailers was basically in that first episode. Yeah, yeah. Which is so like far. there's so much yeah. left unknown. Yeah. 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 What are we going to? Well, do? there'll probably be some what some extra teaser trailers coming out in the yeah. next day or two. Oh, I'm sure. I think they're the, gonna, yeah. The last scene of episode two, I think, is going to be that dead horse foot that they showed mm. us, like, prepping us into, like, then it's going to be, like, awesome. leaving us be, like... <laughs> I'm just curious, like, how are they going to explain the the elimination of the legions of the dead? Like, how are they going to get rid of all of them? You know, because all the battle scenes, they've done something mm. where there has been one big, massive thing that has wiped out. It was the cavalry charge with yep. the Battle of the Bastards. It was the 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 fire in the Lannister army uh, coming in to save the Battle of the Blackwater. Yep, and so there's always like some big thing that special effects does to wipe out a large a fire. Portion. Fire can kill whites, but it can't kill White mm-hmm. Walkers. Right. right. So I'm wondering so, what it is that they're going to do 
it'll to be big. Get rid of all of these uh, walkers. I think Littlefinger will have that figured out. Should be no problem. <laughs> I'm gonna be. <laughs> and you know, I still think sitting on the throne at the end of this is either Jamie or Robin Aaron. So uh, what are Vegas? We, we, haven't, right now? we haven't got I Robin haven't back yet. Oh my Vegas gosh. <laughs> I mean, I think after the first episode, Braun's still leading for sure. I think uh, <laughs> I think I would sell all my uh, Danny stock. Yeah, Danny and uh, they Tyrion want you to think that. They want if you I was think- a day trader like Mr. John yeah. Morgan over here, uh, I would have exited that position. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Yara she- was a stock. I would short her because uh, she's yeah. on, she's done. She's, she's on an island. Yeah. Do you work for I, the Iron Bank of Bravos? I would <laughs> not work for the Iron Bank. I don't think that they would be kind to people who work for them. <laughs> Well, what have we not touched on? Anybody have any final points here? I almost want to just get home, get to sleep, and get to Sunday. Is it Sunday yet? How many sleeps? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all I got is there's there's no dire wolves. That just bugs well, but, the crap out but of me. But we see them in the trailer. We don't know if we actually do or not because I've I've looked at some stuff that's kind of broken those videos down. You really can't tell if there's mm-hmm. a dire wolf. Right they have there. to bring Ghost in sometime. Yeah. I mean, a show of reunions which was what this was you would think that ghost and john would and danny hasn't met john's kid yet you know like right, he exactly. met her dragons like she hasn't met ghost right mm-hmm. i need i need the next episode no. to just start off with ghost and the dragons just eyeing each other down oh yeah that would be a good <laughs> that one would, that would that'd be a good start to Does john trade up for uh, another dragon in exchange for uh, a uh, dire wolf Trade. Episode two starts in the Erie, and it is oh, young no. Robin saying, "Where's Uncle Peter?" <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gives him the bad news, and he gets out his amazing sword, and he starts marching towards and his battle. Falcon. Don't forget about the Falcon. Just like so, the the, yeah. the little finger version of Lady Meanwhile, Stoneheart, <laughs> his resurrection of of. Uh, Littlefinger. Oh, Littlefinger's not dead, man. He uh, he definitely bought a face. I feel like, I feel like he's pretty dead. He's <laughs> we, we just so keep dead. letting Ben think. We're the only reason I think he <laughs> might be dead is because there's only five episodes left. But if we had more seasons, he would definitely be alive. They're gonna pull something out. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was fun. Yeah. I absolutely. think we got through a timeline um, pretty good. It's gonna be interesting. Maybe when we do these eighty-minute episodes, yeah. we we might need a little more time. But. Mm-hmm. Um, Real quickly, what was our death count? Was it only the people on the uh, the the Iron and Banks? And those that umbers, yeah, but we those didn't oh, see the them. Umber, yeah. Oh, no, the Umber, yeah. And there's a delayed death from the chick with the pox. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can count her because, yeah. Poor she, chick with the pox. Yeah. That scene was awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to Three Ravens. Thanks, John Morgan, for being our guest thank host tonight. Thank you for tonight. having me. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to us. We're on every podcast platform. Make sure and share it out with your friends, your cousins, your neighbors, uh, anybody who watches the show. I'm always a little bit sad. I come into this bar and I think, oh, my gosh, I just watched the greatest show on television. You all know it. And sometimes there's like two or three people around me. And then the rest of them are like, is that that dragon show? That's because they like, heard you're not playing it here. Yeah. Like, hey. like I had multiple people texting me asking, they're like, hey, is Ben going to be showing Game of Thrones? I was like, I don't oh, think so. I thought about it. So, <laughs> so obviously places do it. Um, yeah. But 
but generally we've asked about having HBO on in the past here and DirecTV is very clear about no. So it's one of those things where if we wouldn't have asked, we might have <laughs> gotten away with it. But yeah. uh, I don't think I could do that either, though. Like, I can never watch I can't people. watch well, I wouldn't be here. But people, I, would. I, I don't think people would want to watch it with me. Like, oh, my yeah. husband struggles enough as it is. He's like, why do you have to pause it? And I mean, some football fans can't watch football in a bar because yeah. they need exactly. to like go through their screaming i can't watch my tar heels in public so i can't <laughs> I can watch so Game of Thrones this show with with its emotional struggles man i don't want somebody sitting next to me going like who's that where's i don't you know what did I, they don't, say? Well, I was on what edge last say? night though my husband had his phone out like texting uh, i was like put that away there's yeah. no time for that <laughs> oh i had to put my phone away just because <laughs> spoilers oh i I had to like hit pause kids have to get a bath and i have to play again i stand corrected i had mentioned about Oh yeah, HBO I watch HBO Go. Go, and it is on there now. Yeah, back to it was not. on two minutes before. You know what? So was HBO <laughs> now because I was yeah. so, I yeah. couldn't figure out what Amazon time. Uh, does it too. I was watching. Did you hear it about seven fifty seven Direct TV on demand or something? Like they the episode got released like a couple hours early. Ooh, what? Like, like, yeah, I just like stayed away from Twitter and social media yeah. for a while because I was that's like, oh. a life ruiner. Yeah, right. Well, we we derailed here for a second, but thanks for listening. <laughs> Subscribe and share it with everybody else, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Next week, we're probably going to have more deaths, and we're going to be leading up to that big, big battle scene, so we'll have all the breakdown right here on Three Ravens. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.